are now listening to What the Bell with me, Bell. Come along and join me as I bring you on wild turn and twist of adventures from life's lessons, love advice, and just the pursuit of living your best damn life with a little sprinkle of gossip and positivity to sit back, relax, and grab your hot tea because here we go. Let's start the show. Hey guys, hey, what's going on? It's your girl, Belle. Now, it has been a whole hot minute because your girl got crazily busy. Ooh, let me just tell you from the boutique to taking care of stuff in my personal life, it has been ridiculous. Um, So sorry about the delay, but hey, I'm here, was never leaving you guys, and I have so much to tell you. So first off, I went to Vegas first time in Vegas had never been, which I know is shocking for a lot of people to know that. But let me just tell you, I had the time of my life. So in a nutshell, I lost money. I won money. I lost money. I won money. You know, that whole bit. But let me just tell you, I discovered the roulette tables and I know there's no real strategy to roulette and it's all just pure luck and whatever the hell this little ball wants to do. But Baby, let me tell you how good I am at it. Actually, pretty pumped. (laughs) So, fun little story is when Adam went to sleep, because remember, there's a time zone difference. So, if you're in Austin and it's um, midnight, in Vegas, it's 10. So, I was trying to acclimate to the time. Adam fell asleep, or like Austin time, and I was still awake. So, what did I do? I got a little bored. I gathered my little purse up, went downstairs, and I was like, I'm just going to go walk around. What happens? I come back like $300 later from the roulette table with all these damn chips. It was really, really funny. Um, I call them baby bets, but I would bet like $25 each time. Um, But what I didn't know is that what, and the only thing I was actually betting on first off was like red, black odds and evens because I didn't know the specifics and the real rules of like putting them on the numbers. Needless to say, I'm slightly addicted, nothing to be in therapy about, but I had a great time. So I can't wait to go back or I just can't wait to visit a casino to see what else I can do there. I'm actually also learning poker-ish. Very fun. Um, I don't know if I have a good poker face yet. I know I have a good resting bitch face, but I don't know if we have a good poker face yet. I'm gonna keep you filled in. Why I was there was the whole main reason was CrimeCon. You guys know the love of true crime is real. Now, let me tell you, if you're new to this and haven't heard of CrimeCon, let me fill you in. CrimeCon is is nothing, is everything for true crime lovers. You meet detectives and officers that have worked on these high profile cases and not all of them are low or high profile. A lot of them are under the radar for a lot of people that haven't heard about them, such as missing kids, uh, missing teens, missing adults that are people of color, which are very, very important to all of us. Some of them are high profile cases. There was uh, John Bonet Ramsey's dad there. He was talking about trying to get some DNA retested with the new technology that we have then because I believe was at 96. I can't really remember the date right now off the top of my head, but... Like, we have better technology now to go ahead. And there isn't much DNA, but, you know, we can get somewhere on that. That was crazy. Also met with, or, well, I did meet with um, Chris Hansen, my favorite. What's up, Chris? Please listen to his podcast. Predators I've caught everywhere you listen to podcasts. Nancy Grace, such a freaking piece of peach. What was I going to say, peas? 
whatever, Peach. And let me tell you, she is one of the people and she is so magnificent to hear speak. So if you ever get a chance to hear her speak, it's like you're watching one of her um, her old HLN show when she would just like go in on, remember she would go in real hard on Casey Anthony? Well, oh my God, it's so good. And then, of course, you know, I fangirled because I'd watched him ever since I was growing up on the Jerry Springer show, Steve, Steve. So yes, I met Steve Wilkos. Um, his presentation was great met another woman that he was talking to, which I'll touch base on in a different episode because I want to go ahead and bring her on to talk about her story and what she's about and this foundation that she actually brought me um, into. So, but yes, very interesting thing happened. Some guy got wild and wanted to go off on Steve about saying this girl's name, a different girl, not the girl on stage, uh, this girl's name wrong and was just really turned in even on the audience and was like, you guys sit here with your $300 tickets. And first off, I'm like, where are you spending $300? Because I bought mine's early on sale. Like this was not $300 and you paid the same amount, probably even more if you're saying this, but he was like, you guys spend all this money and you're judging somebody for not having enough money to have a bus pass or pay their phone bill. That wasn't the case. So this story is about a little girl who goes missing. The mom doesn't have any contact with her daughter, who is seven, for 18 days. Her And allegedly, the child was with her mother, the kid's grandmother, for this time, which was two bus routes away, two buses away. And from the whole story, we got that she lived in a shelter. She, you know, was very low income, didn't have money for this or that. And no shame, like this happens to a lot of people and it's so tragic. But she did not find, she didn't hear anything from about her daughter from her daughter for 18 days. She didn't check in, nothing. You can call the police and do a welfare check or get to a police station, or you can call from anywhere in all honesty, but I don't know. Case is still unsolved. Nobody knows where this little girl is. It's been a few years now, but yeah. So he, this guy really wanted to go in on us. He jumped on the stage and everything, even when they cut off his mic because they did a Q and a for Steve. Well, I had learned that this guy got kicked out of crime con indefinitely. And let's just hope he got banned. He's a flight risk. Like you can't just be doing that. Um, and there was no cause for it. Everybody was angry about it. But nonetheless, had a great time. Adam enjoyed himself. Let me just tell you, Vegas blocks are not Austin blocks. Those are big blocks. Oh, yeah. And the NFL draft was happening. The draft was incredible. Totally loved it. Um, I would definitely go to another draft event again. It just happened that it was at the same time as this. So, Made a ton of good friends over there. What's up to my Michigan peeps and my Minnesota peeps, but made a ton of great friends out there. And I look forward to doing that again, because that is a whole experience in itself. So that's me in a nutshell. When I think of anything else that I've missed out on telling you guys, I would definitely be sure to add it in another episode. But first off, let's get into one topic that I need to talk about, which goes into a main topic. And that is Let's do some celebrity Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial edition. 
So it's no secret. They've been in trial for a while. So the whole gist of it is that, well, actually, Amber sued Johnny in the UK and won, um, saying that he had abused her, allegedly. Now we're in the US and we're doing this again. And Johnny is suing Amber over the defamation because he has lost out on millions of dollars. Disney cut him off from Pirates of the Caribbean, which he created that character all on his own and just has been um, blacklisted and outcasted from any kind of work for allegedly abusing Amber Heard. Now, we all know the juicy things. Apparently, he was drinking a mega pint, which what the hell is a mega pint? Apparently, and I'm gonna, not going to say apparently, Amber Heard took a shit on his bed. That was something who is just shitting on a shared bed that where you obviously live as well while you're at Coachella. Um, it's now come out that she has used um, a bruise kit or like um, special effects makeup to make some bruises on her face. Y'all, this is crazy. I literally feel like I'm an attorney. I'm better than Kim Kardashian right about now. I have my notes. I'm going to have a white suit just like Camila Vasquez. And I'm about to do the damn thing. So objection, hearsay, speculation. Yeah, hire me, guys. I'm here. Trust me. Y'all don't want Kim as a lawyer. I got you. Bell's your new lawyer. But one thing that I have taken from this is that even I've talked about how there's some signs to men to where they're toxic, they're abusive, they can do this, they can do that, blah, 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 right? I mean, I don't try to shit on men all the time, let's be real. But there's one thing that goes under the radar and nobody really seems to talk about it because it's like, oh, she's crazy or, and I'm talking about like women in general and those who identify as women that, oh yeah, they're just crazy, whatever, they're just a little psycho, like no big deal. No, this is a real thing and women can definitely be toxic. And one thing I dislike about this is that in the Latin community, it has been a very big thing recently or within the past couple of years to say, soy toxica. And I'm like, um, that's not really something you want to flex on, sweetie. Like, it's funny to joke around with your friends and be like, oh yeah, I'm so toxic. But to kind of label yourself as soy toxica, like, come on. You don't want to be labeled as that, not at all. And we can obviously see this with Amber Heard and how toxic she was. And look, I'm going to just say it right here, right now. I am sure they both did their own shit within that relationship because it seemed like a very toxic relationship as a whole. Um, but first off, do I believe Johnny Depp hit um, put hands on her and hurt her physically? No. Did he probably yell? Probably. Um... But any of the other things, I don't think that he did. And that's just coming from me and actually paying attention to the courts and weighing sides. I feel like she is just trying to make sure that she gets her money. Plus off. Oh, we're going to get into this. Never. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about this right now. We're going to talk about it later. Um, Sorry, guys. I'm thinking and talking and you know how this goes. But needless to say, this whole trial has really brought me to put forefront that Women are toxic too. Yes, yes, I know, guys. You're going to be like, bitch, you're the worst one of all. But sometimes I am. And I'm not even going to lie. They, I can have toxic qualities to myself. And I know over the years, I've been working on that. Although I can't say I was kind of a little, I was like 50% toxic when, you know, I was younger, for sure. In like my first marriage. Oh, yeah. 
definitely. Can it be Amber Heard toxic? Not a chance. But there were some, ooh, excuse me, characteristics I had. But you know what? It was because of my upbringing and the crap I was learning from different women in my life. See what I'm saying? We only learn what we see and what we're around. So women, men, anybody listening to this, please take note and to change your ways for your kids so that way they don't end up so intoxica. Anyway, let's get into this. What are some not so telltale signs? Because we can telltale on the toxic level. You know what I mean? And a lot of that is like, oh, I'll give no take. It's a one-way street. Like we're going to do things my way or it's the highway. And look, I know that we have a lot of th- a lot of time. Well, I know there's a lot of times where we do say that like, oh, this is my way or the highway. Like I'm not doing it any other way. But you got to definitely realize that a relationship, no matter on what level it is, is a two-way street. And there needs to be some kind of compromise between you. So yes, you can say, yeah, it's my way or the highway. The other person will say, no, it's this way or no way. But you're going to have to find a good freaking middle and balance it out. And I'm going to be realistic. A lot of women, we do have super high expectations for our relationships, our men, our women, whoever we're, you know, involved with seeing or whatever the status of the relationship is. And you're supposed to do things for us and that relationship. But in all honesty and in reality, real life, it fails to meet those standards because they're so freaking high. One of the tell trailing that one of the tell telling bleh. guys, I just cannot right now. I think I need another drink. Un momento, por favor. One of the telling traits of a toxic woman is that she doesn't play the same role she applies to you. The characteristic toxic female behavior can be thrown to your relationship in a constant state of flux and unpleasantness. I've seen this happen many times, many, many times in people I have close to me, it's relationships and just in general. And let's just call this what it is when it's a lack of honesty. And I'm talking about when a woman be like, oh, it's just a little white lie. But then if the opposite sex or their partner is to tell a quote what they consider a little white light. It's literally the end of the world. And there's no kind of like, okay, same grounds kind of bit. No, when they're confronted with anything, it's super non-transparent. They're just not upfront with it. And that's a definite issue. And it doesn't have to be anything as big as cheating or whatever, or just lying about, I don't know what else do you lie about if it ain't cheating. Um, <laughs> but it can be about anything. Once you confront them, they should just be like, you know what? Or you know what? Let's talk money. You know what? Yeah, I did spend like $300 from our bank account to go and shop. As opposed to be like, um, excuse me, I can do what, you know, it's just, I'm making excuses. But, and may I may or may not have been guilty of that previously, but I'm neither going to confirm or deny. I will go ahead and play the fifth. Objection. Sorry, still in the lawyer phase. But what I'm saying is you need to, Kind of keep this in the back of your mind, too. I know it's going to feel like, God damn, I have to have a playbook just to be in a relationship with a woman or whoever because they have these toxic traits. Look, these a lot of toxic traits don't stick unless this person is truly that way. I can tell you one thing. The whole thing about me being transparent is because when I was younger, I got accused so many times by my grandmother, damn Latina grandmothers, um, I got accused of lying 
about anything and everything from taking medications, which was my damn birth control, which y'all, that's a whole nother thing. Like, please don't put your girls on birth control just to help their periods. Look further into that stuff because yeah, because I wasn't having sex when I was taking birth control. Let me be real. And I am pretty sure like, I want to say I'm 85% sure that that has caused a lot of my medical mess ups and what mishaps that's happening with my body. Just saying, hasn't been proven medically, but I'm pretty damn sure. Anyway, neither here nor there as of right now in this story. So let's get back into it. But yes, so because I was accused so much of lying about ridiculous things, I was tired of that. And I've always just been extra transparent. And I know a lot of times people be like, ooh, if they give you too much information when they're telling the truth, it's a lie. No, 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 not for me, because I'm going to give you all the details. I'm going to remember what everybody was wearing, what everybody was doing, what we did before that, what we did after that, this, that, and the other timestamp, and then like what I did right afterwards. So let me make note of that. Talk to Sarah about my grandmother. Now, another thing that could be said is that the little misses feel like the end of the world. Now, let me tell you, I am definitely one to be dramatic. And be like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. I wanted you to plan this and you didn't. And I wanted to go, I want to go to this concert and you never even, you never got tickets or never thought of it because you didn't want to go. But what about me? So these little misses feel like it is the end of the world and there's no coming back from it. Like a more realistic example, you wanted to go or your partner wanted to go to a particular restaurant for Valentine's Day, but you couldn't make the reservation in time, either because you forgot or because it was just already booked and they will have a shit fit over it. Look, a lot of times, and and a lot of people that I do know, we will get upset about things like that. If there's something that we really wanted to do, but is it the end of the world? And are we going to hold that grudge? No, this is something that we need to learn to get over and work on and be better. And I feel like as long as you address these challenges or these issues, then you should be able to move pretty like easily. Typically, these slip ups, they're not a big deal, but not when you're in a relationship with a toxic person. They'll throw hissy fits, ruin your time together, and make you feel like the biggest loser alive every time to fail is that you don't do anything right. It's crazy. One of the biggest, biggest things that I have seen is she keeps or they keep a relationship scorecard. What do you mean by scorecard? I mean that she keeps a tally. She keeps a count, whether in her notes or mentally, whatever. She literally keeps track of every time or they, I'm sorry, I keep saying she because I want to talk about women being toxic because women, we can be toxic and it's not fair to, for men or anybody dating us to feel like they are the only ones who are going to be toxic. But yes, ladies, come on now. We shouldn't be keeping scorecards. Not at all. There's times where it's like the big things where you're like, mm, remember this, but you know what? Let me tell you, a part of growing and moving on is not having that, getting rid of that, learning to overcome whatever issues that you've had. And it takes time, but you shouldn't be keeping a scorecard 
because when you start keeping a scorecard of other people's mistakes, you, one, you're never missing an opportunity to remind them of it. And it's just one of the most toxic traits that you can have. Oh, you didn't show up for her friend's birthday party six years ago when you have just started dating. And she makes it a point or they make it a point to remind you of how terrible it made them feel every time they, that y'all guys have a fight or a disagreement. That's not fair. It robs him of being happy and finding any kind of peace. Like, you need to be, I hate to say, like, be his peace. But, like, when it comes to shit like this, like, be his fucking peace. <laughs> Look, I'm all about causing chaos, fun chaos. But when it comes to crap like this, this really, really hurts your energy, your vibe, and even them. And why would you want to break somebody down that you love unless you are abusive like Amber Heard or Amber Churd. You know, doing things like this, it's carrying resentment. And your partner is definitely going to feel that. They're going to feel inadequate. They're going to, it's just, you're really, really kicking your partner down and seeing them hurt. It's literally kicking a dog while he's hurt. And I don't mean to call whoever this person is in the relationship a dog, but I'm just trying to put it on some kind of a sympathetic level of like hurting something so precious. I could never, ever look at hurting an animal, much less Odie, Jesus Christ, um, you know, at any point in his life, healthy or not. And I just figure doing something like this is equally as painful. Yeah. I tell you that I'm right all the time. And when I say all the time, I do mean all the time. Just kidding. I am wrong. Like, okay, 30% of the time. I don't know. We'll have to ask Adam on that. But we're not always right. Nobody is always right. 100%. We are wrong. It's like 50-50. It's like roulette. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're right. And for a toxic person, they are right 100% of the time. No matter what. Admitting mistakes, it doesn't come easy. It doesn't even come at all. They don't admit it. They literally ignore it. And when you call them out on it, it's not pretty. It goes into a whole spiral. And then what happens? They're bringing up all kinds of old shit on, from their scorecard and making it seem like the end of the world because you're attacking them. And they call it bullying. And they're saying that what you're doing is putting so much stress on them. And they flip the script right around on you. So, y'all. This is so horrible. And I do know plenty of women. And do I know some men like this? Some of the men can be that I know are pretty lenient. I'm glad to say that the men that I do call my friends are very um, honest and real. So good on you guys. And I'm sure your wives and girlfriends definitely appreciate that. But... Y'all, I know so many women that are like, I am right all the time. And I don't know why he just can't see it. Like, okay, no, honey, you're not. And it's just so hard because not even friends can have a come to Jesus moment, you know, with her, them, she, whoever. One of the biggest signs, and I also consider not even just toxic, but abusive, is that you cannot have a life outside of the relationship. Look, I, y'all know my grandfather has always said you don't need friends in this life. Who's going to bury you? Your family is blah, blah, blah. But a life without one friend is tragedy. 
I believe everybody should have one friend. And because look, at some point we're all going to die and that sucks. But within our own lives and in our circles, like sadly, we're going to lose our grandparents. We're going to lose our moms, our dads, you know, we could lose our siblings, but a friend, not saying that they're always going to be there because they're going to pass too, but having a friend there for you in all walks of life is just something that you need. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's a whole thing, but yeah. Anyway, so you can't have a life outside of your relationship. You can't see your friends. You can't go do this. You can't go that. You can't attend events. You can't. And I think that's something that's very um, telling in a person because that tells how insecure they are. If they don't, and that goes again to trust. If they can't trust you for whatever reason, whether they've been hurt in the past or they have some, I don't know, they, maybe they've watched some things, they've had some dreams, I don't know. But if they cannot trust you or feel like they can't trust you themselves to go and hang with friends or just have a life outside of the relationship, you got to run for the hills because that is no way to live. It really isn't. And I'll tell you in my own personal life right now with Adam and I, I'm doing a lot of things where he's not with me. I've been going to Dallas a lot without him. And, you know, as much as we love to be together and do things together, just we can't sometimes. And he can trust me. I can trust him. He goes and hangs with his friends randomly um, at times. And, I mean, granted, I haven't been randomly hanging with my friends. But when I do things, it's like, we're fine. You know, there's no reason to be like, oh, I can't trust you going to this concert because I need to be with you or you can't do that because we're not together. We need to do everything together. Like at first in our relationship, we didn't want to do anything that wasn't together. That's because it's like that honeymoon phase, you know, and I'm not saying we're sick of each other at all. But look, there's things that I'm into that he's just not. And I'm not going to expect him to be into like going to Carrie Underwood or anything, right? No. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to carry underwood. I'm going to go see Lizzo. I'm going to go do this, that, whatever. And see you later. And we are perfectly fine. So if you can't even do that, or if your person can't even let you do these things like that, and it's more like, hey, mom, um, can I go do that? Like, no, you're a grown ass adult and you should not be taking this from anybody. You're in, we have one life and you're entitled to live your damn best life, no matter who you are. Look, we all have needs, whether that's sexually, physically, emotionally, whatever the hell the other LLYs are, but your needs are not taken care of. Look, you're not heard. You're not listened to. You know, you can't vent to them about what's stressing you out about stuff during, you know, your work days or anything without getting your head bitten off. You can't voice your opinion about, oh, some, this, this, that with my friends, this, this, that at work, this, this, that with my family or this just how you're feeling in general. And when you do, you get your head bitten off and it's more like, well, if you would have done this, like I told you, because I'm always right. See what I'm saying there? It's just not good. It, I mean, I know whoever's listening to this is going to be like, well, no shit, it's not good. But there's a lot of people that don't understand that this is not a way of life. This is not healthy. A life with a toxic person is... And I'm not going to say not worth living because I don't want anybody to take this as like, okay, I should off myself because that's never the case. And if you're thinking that, please go get help. 
but if you can take yourself out of this situation that you're in with a toxic person, then please, by all means, do everything necessary because you're entitled to be cared for in whatever way that is. You know, somebody who invalidates your feelings is just a hallmark of a of the toxicity in the relationship invalidating your feelings, your needs, desires, and expectations, and ma then making them feel bad for having them in the first place. It's wild and it's toxic as fuck. You know, that goes into like kind of a control thing. A lot of people, and I know for myself, I can very much so have controlling qualities and have definitely um, worked on easing that shit up because it was taking too much out of myself as well. So let me just tell you from, somebody who has had this toxic trait, I definitely know about this because I am all about needing to control things. And when I don't, I'm just like freaking out, anxiety, high level, whatever. But one thing that is 100% toxic as fuck, especially with the rest of these, is needing to control every aspect of your life. Like who does that? We are not children. And this won't happen like straight up, like day one of meeting this person. No, it's going to happen slowly, but surely take over everything from the clothes you wear, the diet you follow, the people you socialize with, the amount of alcohol you're allowed, quote, to have and even your career choices. It's all duly reviewed by her or your person, whoever this is. Now, look, I am here to say that I know I am Adam's happiness. I am his everything. And I feel like that about a lot of people that I am their happiness. And no, I'm just kidding. But I mean, probably, I don't know. Am I your guy's happiness? I would hope so. But like, not like the sunshine of your life. Um, <laughs> but I know that I'm Adam's happiness. But am I his only source of happiness? Nah, he has other passions, other loves, other things um, that he fills his life with that is happiness and what is that I don't even know golf Odie I don't know maybe I should ask I don't know anyway but I know that I am not and I cannot be his only source of happiness and somebody that feels like they are that's not okay contrary to what romantic fiction and pop culture have you believe this is not a good thing in a wholesome relationship partners can complement each other guys and not complete each other we're two different people and I have recently just said even in my therapy sessions that Adam and I are two completely opposite people he is more of a chill relaxed homebody like a little bit reserved I will say and then I am definitely wild outgoing I am actually I mean actually obviously very social and I mean hello I'm on a podcast right now and we match each other if I had somebody that was just like me just think of the high energy that it would be and I would probably be exhausted beyond belief but Adam's the yin to my yang I he chills me out and when Adam gets his I say rambunctious ways but it's like fun rambunctious it's not like bad or silly vibes, whatever you want to call it. You know, I like to think that I contribute to that and I help him feel confident in bringing that kind of aspect out to out, out of him. But back to the topic at hand, you guys are two separate people and we're going to have a lot of things and a lot of people that bring us happiness. You know, my friends can bring me happiness and that's fine with me. 
you know, Adam brings me happiness and that's great. But to say that I am your only source of happiness or I am the only thing that should make you happy, that's that's not realistic. And there's literally something wrong and little screw loose in that person's head, okay? And there's so much more that I can get into, but one of the number one things that I feel that is very toxic is there's zero privacy. Zero privacy. Regardless, look, I'm going to be real. Adam has my passcode on my phone just because. So has he ever gone through it? No. Sucker. Just kidding. Has he ever gone through it though? No. Has he ever gone through any of my emails, my laptop, anything? No. Why? Because he trusts me. Silly fool. Just kidding. Um, but, you know, things like that, it's fine. I don't feel like I have, like he's invading my privacy or nothing. In all honesty, I feel like if something went wrong with me and whatever and something happened to me, he has all the necessary resources to do his own little CSI investigation and find me or whatever is needed. Um, God forbid I was in the hospital and I need him to take care of some stuff. Hey, do all this and that. But privacy when it comes to modern times now is much needed. Look, I will honestly say, I don't know what Adam looks at online. I don't care what he looks at online. You know why? Because it's just online bullshit. Now look, I mean, unless it was like some sketchy, like dark web, like we're going to be talking to Chris Hansen soon. Like, that's a fucking issue. But that ain't the case. I am fully confident he is nothing like those men. Although there was really, there was a guy who had a screen name. And his name was um, Real Beefy or some bullshit. I don't know. It was so funny. Anyway, neither here nor there. That just like literally clicked in my mind. But not having this privacy and guys you know we see it a lot when we see um couples have a joint facebook instagram um at one time myspace uh i don't know if people have joint twitters but you know and you're like ooh, someone done messed up but in all honesty it might not even be somebody messed up it's just that one of those people have super insecurity issues and it's like we we need to have this joint together guys if that's the case, please run. You need to be able to talk about whatever with your friends. You need to be able to do what you do online or have whatever that you would like to do in private. Look, you're not stepping outside things. You're not doing anything you're not supposed to do. But why should your privacy even be affected with that? Like I said, we're all grown-ass people. We you know, these people are not our parents. They're not our mom. They're not our dad. And you are entitled to have your own privacy just as much as they are. Because let me tell you something, Adam can track me to where I'm at. I could track him to where I'm at. It's more of a safety thing. But if at anything, he ever wanted to be like, well, where the hell are you at? I just look me up, find me, whatever. Has he? A few times he has, but he just likes to mess with me and be like, hey, I'm tracking you. But it's nothing that's toxic. And if you feel like you are just at your wits end with this, I highly recommend you to leave this relationship. Whatever. Relationship, friendship, I don't know, entanglement. Leave. It's not okay. And women can definitely be toxic. I don't know how many times that I'm going to have to say this, but 
ladies, stop saying, soy taxica. Like, no, it's not cute. It isn't cute at all. I want to know what you guys think. Have you, do you have any toxic tricks that you would attribute to women or those who identify as women having? I know this isn't a let's shit on women thing, but I wanted it to be known that one, women listening. Yes, we can be toxic as fuck. If you're not toxic, fantastic. Kudos to you. Or if you have somebody and you're real thinking about it, like, oh, you know what? I see a lot of these traits in life. Or if you ever just thought like, I bet you they toxic as fuck. They probably are. And the thing is, we should help our fellow sisters and course them to change their ways. You can't change a person, but just be like, hey, instead of this, why don't you try this? And to try to bring it into a more of a mellow sense. Because, y'all, being toxic is so freaking real. And the hurt and pain that it is inflicting on the men or those who identify as men um, in our lives that we love so much, it's not okay. Because when we automatically look at it, and if a man does this to a woman, it's a, it's physical abuse. Well, sometimes it can be. Just the same way with women. But it's mental abuse. It's psychological abuse. You know. It's all of those things and invalidating emotions and feelings and whatnot and regulating financial um, institutions between you guys. It's not okay. It is a form of abuse. And it's about time that this be put on the forefront. I'm not going to say all women are shit the same way I don't say all men are shit. But look, we have some pretty shitty people in our corners as well. So with that being said, I want to know all the things. Voice your opinions and let me know what makes a toxic person toxic in your eyes, whether it's male or female. I'd rather much know the women aspect right now because I'm sure a lot of us can name so many toxic traits and red flags of men because it's just been so thrown out there, like I've said. But this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case really got me thinking and conjuring up a bunch of things on, you know, toxic women. And guys, that's all I have for you this week. Um, I know this didn't come out on the times that I usually have it at, which is at midnight, but it's new. It's here. And Hey, I'm back. Let me get into this little, um, routine now again of doing this and let's have some fun with it. There's a lot of changes that are coming. Nothing that's going to affect you guys. Um, a lot's going to affect me. Nothing bad. It's going to be great. And yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm actually looking forward to doing a little logo change. Um, yeah. And let me just tell you, you're going to hear it first right here, right now. So be on the lookout because I am currently working on the LLC for SysStop. If you are a longtime listener, you know that SysStop was created with this podcast originally for my sister and I, but now SysStop will be an LLC and have other branches of businesses like What the Bell, SysStop Shop, and a, another new business, which is SysGrow. I don't think I'm going to let SysGrow out of the bag just yet, but... You heard that name first, and y'all, trademarks galore. It's a real thing. Anyway, guys, love y'all. 
Let me know what you think. Definitely missed you guys and take care of yourselves. Hey guys, the fun doesn't stop here. Make sure you're following us at the link in the bio. And yes, we are on all the things.